Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Dharma Lemon. In this podcast, we will focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we will be talking about contemporary poet Joshua Jennifer Espinoza. Joshua Jennifer was born on December 17, 1987, in San Bernardino, California. She remembers spending a lot of time outside in nature as a child and still loves being outside and going for walks in her free time. Natural imagery also makes its way into a lot of Joshua Jennifer's poetry. Espinoza says that she began writing when she was as young as six years old, but that she first began to really appreciate poetry when she was in middle school and read Langston Hughes for the first time. It was through reading Hughes that Espinoza came to realize the power that poetry holds. I knew then that my investment in justice and liberation and my interest in literature could not be separated, she said. I think it's so amazing that Espinoza had a poet like Hughes to inspire her. I don't think many people get introduced to amazing activist focused poets like that at such a young age. I remember my first brush with poetry was actually Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm not sure that was the best example for me in poetry because it led to a lot of me writing edgy, dark poetry. Alongside Langston Hughes, Emily Dickinson was also another important early poetic influence. She is also inspired by works of Norbese Philip, Jose Esteban Munoz, C.A. Conrad, Hoa Nguyen, and Fred Moten. And some of her favorite poets include J. Dodd, Nikki Walschlinger, Manuel Arturo Abreu, and Denise Smith. Joshua Jennifer identifies as a trans woman, raised in an evangelical Christian household where her queer identity was deemed unacceptable. Espinoza says that she has a fraught relationship with family. She does, however, have many close relationships and chosen family that she posts photos with on social media, from her partner who she married in 2018 to her friends from her MFA program who were also first-generation Latino students. Joshua Jennifer's writing process is directly tied to her relationship with her identity. She shared in an interview with Up the Staircase Quarterly that my trauma and my position in this world as a trans woman mean that I'm often floating between extreme disassociation and intense jolts of the harshness of reality. I write from this place without spending too much time thinking about it because it's too painful. Instead, I let it flow out of me as a kind of release. This flow of creative productivity, Joshua Jennifer said, really began once she came out as she felt more free to express the feelings that she had been keeping hidden for so long. She also noted the importance of the word process in the writing process for her, as it not only involves a creative experience, but also a mental one. Espinoza says that she has struggled with her mental health throughout her life and that writing has been a way for her to work through her struggles. 
While she says that writing has become more difficult for her as her emotional well-being has stabilized, she also feels that she has become more intentional with her work, interrogating her subjects and word choice, questioning what she truly feels compelled to say and why. As a contemporary poet, one of the tools at Joshua Jennifer Espinoza's disposal is the internet. She has been sharing her work online since she was in high school on LiveJournal and then later turned to MySpace and Tumblr. Posting her poetry online helped her feel like a part of a broader community, and she loves hearing about her work and how it's resonated with her audience on social media. Nowadays, she posts a lot on her Twitter at SadQueer4Life, which she says has been a helpful tool to practice distilling big ideas into a few succinct words that are accessible to a broad audience. She also says that it's nice to get a sense of how people respond to a particular tweet, which she says functions as a kind of workshop where she is able to read her followers' input and see how receptive people are to her ideas. I love that writers nowadays have access to social media to kind of grow as a person and a poet. I think that that's a really rare experience that past prodigy poets never got as an experience. Espinoza is the author of I'm Alive, It Hurts, I Love It, published in 2014. There Should Be Flowers, published in 2016, and Outside of the Body, There is Something Like Hope, published in 2018. Her work has been featured in such publications as Poetry, Denver Quarterly, American Poetry Review, Poem A Day, Lambda Literary, Pen America, and The Offing, among others. Attempting to make her experiences as a queer woman comprehensible, her poems often feature storm imagery, which she says is how she expresses the theme of destruction and symbolizes the trauma she has faced and the world that has produced it. Ultimately, her poetry also deals with themes of healing as she comes up with these insidious, intangible, and unnameable forces and then overcomes them. For Joshua Jennifer, her identity is intrinsically political. As she learned from Langston Hughes early on, the personal and the political are both poetic. In A Guide to Reading Trans Literature, you'll see how her work exemplifies just that. We are dying and we're really sad. We keep dying because trans women are supposed to die. This is sad. I don't have the words for my body, so I'll say I'm a cloud or a mountain or something pretty that people enjoy. So if I die, people will be like, oh, that's sad. Be sad about that. It's okay to be sad. It is sad when people die. It is sad when people want to die. I sometimes want to die, but I don't. I'm one of the lucky ones. You can feel happy about that. It's okay to feel happy about that. Now pretend this is very serious. History doesn't exist. My body doesn't exist. There's nothing left for you to be complicit in. It's okay for you to feel happy about that. Now pretend I'm crying right in front of you, opening that wound up just for you. 
Now pretend you can feel my pain. Now pretend something in you has been moved, has been transformed. Now pretend you are absolved. I love that poem so much. And this year when I got to coach a few poetry students, I actually had two trans students on my team and they loved this poem so much. They found so much solace and this sense of camaraderie and unity in this poem that they said that they felt in nothing else they have ever read. It was amazing to see them memorize and recite this poem from their own point of view. And when I read it, I can't even picture myself doing any justice to it because they just read it so amazing having gone through similar experiences. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Joshua Jennifer Espinoza. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family, and I will see you next week. Bye.